Hi everyone, and welcome to this very odd episode of Surviving Justice, Realities of Reporting Rape. This isn't the last episode that I had planned, and there will be one coming, but considering current events and things going on at this moment in time right now, and all of the kind of chaos and confusion and fear and worry um, going around, I just didn't think it would be really appropriate to release that right at this moment in time. So I've been connecting with a lot of survivors over the past couple of weeks and days talking about what it's like to be going through this very odd time as a survivor, especially people who have open cases. Um, and I think that we're all feeling a lot of really different things. And I wanted to make this podcast to just talk about some of those things and just talk about how it's okay to be feeling whatever it is that you're feeling and just have that as sort of a reminder going through these next couple of weeks or months that look like they're going to be... Um, very different than life as usual. And I also just want to share some self-care tips, things that have been helping me, things I've heard from other people, um, some really cool things that are happening that I think are helpful <laughs> that um, people are generously doing to help out, you know, the world and community at this point in time. So I guess this really isn't an episode, it's more of like a mini little episode to kind of check in with everybody, see how everyone's doing, um, promote some time to check in with yourself see how you're feeling and how it is that you're dealing with kind of this very very strange moment in time where I hope you're all staying very healthy safe and far away from other people and if you are someone who still is going to work um, somebody who is working on the front lines of the pandemic if you're doing whatever it is that you need to do to keep our economy going I just want to say thank you for your work and um, remind everyone to send a little bit of love and compassion their way, although I'm sure you already are. If you hear street noise, it's because I am unabashedly keeping my window open. I think it's really important to get some fresh air in here and I just didn't want to change that to make this today and that's just a choice I made for my own self-care. So that's what's going on over here. So I want to talk about a couple of things. Given that this podcast is really about um, being a survivor going through the criminal system or the reporting system or, you know, a university system, any kind of formal reporting system. Um, I just want to talk about how you might be feeling or responding to the fact that everything is basically kind of shut down right now and you might have been left on a massive cliffhanger before a pandemic broke out. I think that obviously as human beings we can all understand, especially with people who have friends and family members and things like that, um, people that we care about and even strangers that we, you know, care about in this world, being good people, we understand that this health emergency comes first and that it's very important and it's a very, very, very unprecedented time that we've probably gone through in our lifetimes and that whatever needs to be done to take care of that comes first. I think that goes without saying, but saying it just in case. So obviously we all know that this is a really important time, but there's a few things that have been coming up because of this. Number one, cases are probably being stalled right now. Uh, number two, survivors are left in isolation a lot of the time, which is, you know, not the best ever for mental health. And um, number three, there are a lot of ways that people might be feeling about that. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit. And I first just want to start off by validating some feelings. Um, when there are things that happen that make things not go as planned, no matter what it is, whether it be a flat tire or something as large as a pandemic, um, that's frustrating. And it's okay to be frustrated, even though the consequences for that may be very different one way or another. 
Every feeling that you have is perfectly valid to feel. You can't help how you feel, and it's okay to feel valid in those feelings. You're justified. It's okay. So if you're frustrated that maybe your case was finally making some momentum for the better for you, and then all of a sudden everything kind of came to a halt, which is sort of my situation, it's okay to feel frustrated about that. And rightfully so, you should. It never should have taken this long to get to a point where you are finally making some progress and then just to have everything shut down. However, it's also really okay to feel some kind of sense of relief that everything has stalled. Again, speaking from my own experience, I can say that literally for years, especially over probably the past year and a half or so, I have been begging for some kind of reprieve from this situation. It feels like everything happens so fast, things are coming at you all the time, and then you're just sitting there waiting, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting while these thoughts are ruminating in your head, but your life is still moving forward. You're expected to go to school, you're expected to go to work, you're expected to keep up with everything, hang out with your friends, act like everything is normal and fine when your life has been forever changed and there's something going on that most people can't relate to. And it's okay to feel like this time where everything is just slowing down is the thing that's finally giving you two seconds to be able to reflect instead of worry about what comes next, to catch up with your feelings, to catch up with everything that has happened, even if it hits you like a freaking brick (laughs) and comes pouring all over you and all of a sudden you're really emotional about a lot of things, which I've been experiencing a lot lately. I can't tell you how many times over the past couple of years I've thought, I just need to get away for a while. I just need a break from this for a while. When there is no such thing as a break and there's no such thing as getting away. But all of a sudden, everything stops. And that also includes the unwarranted attacks on you and your character, which any survivor going through the system knows are inevitably going to be a part of what happens. Inevitably, because people don't know how to do their jobs and because scumbags hire PIs and rapist defense attorneys to defame your character, essentially. However, still. Um, not that that has to be inevitable, but that at current at the current point in time that we're at, we saw it with Harvey Weinstein, which, woohoo, 23 years, by the way, didn't really get a long time to kind of celebrate that fact before all of this happened, but that was like a huge marker of success in where we are today, and that's something I think we can be grateful for. But anyway, it's okay to feel like you are finally getting two seconds of relief from the hell that has been brought upon you for trying to hold someone accountable for committing violent crimes. It's okay to be afraid of what's going to come next. It's okay to be fearful or curious or wondering what is going to happen next. Those are all totally normal things that would have happened, you know, anyway, but it might be a little bit more amplified in a time when perhaps you're working from home or you have more time or you're suddenly not able to work and you're forced out of work and all of a sudden you just have all this extra time or if you had been on university campus and now you can't be on campus and different things like that. There are so many factors going into a situation where now this could be on your mind so much more than it was before. Or maybe, again, it's a very welcome break. It could go either way. And no matter how you're dealing with it or whether you're oscillating between the two, for three days you're wrapped up in news about a pandemic and for three days you're all of a sudden reflecting on something that was a little weird and your past feels like it's coming back to haunt you for a second. All of that is totally fine normal, legitimate, valid, and totally, totally okay. And it's okay to sit with those feelings and feel those feelings and not feel guilty about it. 
we're all handling this in a different way. We're all trying to make sense of the situation and trying to get through it the best that we can. And it is a very, very difficult time for everyone. That doesn't mean that your feelings, your suffering, your confusion about why you might even be kind of okay with having a pause in the world at this moment in time. All of these thoughts are just normal and you can just let them run through your head and not feel guilty about them and not feel one way or another about them. It's just how they are and how things are and the way it is right now. And that's totally, totally fine. I bring this up because I think as survivors, a lot of the time, like a lot of the core feelings that we've been kind of taught to internalize over this whole entire process from start to finish, from being raped through going through the process of being shamed through the system and by everybody that we encounter is shame. Just simply put deep intense shame. That's what we've been taught to feel. That's what we've been forced to feel. That's kind of what's been brought upon us for one way or another, whether it be shame over what happened in the first place or shame over things that we've done in reaction to trauma, um, things that we've done that are out of character that we regret. I think that in speaking with survivors, we all feel that kind of to a certain level. And the last thing that we need to be feeling shame about is for how we react to a very unprecedented, uncertain time. That's very difficult for people that we're going through right now. So allow yourself to feel all those things. Don't feel shameful or guilty about them if you can. And if you do, just know that it's okay and you're not alone. And a lot of us are sorting through a lot of really difficult feelings and emotions right now. And as someone who just in general has quite a bit of anxiety, I've noticed that like most people with quite a bit of anxiety, um, things that happen like four months ago have been popping into my head and I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? Like something relevant to the case there. Oh my gosh, like what was the deal with this situation? What was the deal with that situation? And I've been getting like a little bit down on myself about situations from the past that I can't control because I haven't had time to think about them for four months and now here we are and we have time to think about some things and it's just bringing up a lot of like really odd things that I thought I was over and apparently I'm not. So if that's happening to you, know you are in good company. I don't know if that's helpful at all. For me, it feels a little bit helpful to hear these things. So I just think it's always helpful to know that you're not completely alone in what you're going through. And as like a self-care tip, one of the first ones I want to offer is to take this time to really dig into one thing that's bringing you some kind of sense of shame. One thing that keeps popping up if you have something like that and letting yourself go through it and then just forgiving yourself for it. The power of self-forgiveness is huge and it's something that I struggle with. I think a lot of people do, people who have a conscience and feel remorse, like not rapists, but people who actually care about other people in the world and how they treat other people in the world. Um, it's really, 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 really easy to be extremely hard on yourself for past mistakes or just past things that have happened that you're not super proud of. And I think when you're going through this process that drags on forever and wears you down psychologically, emotionally, physically, it's very likely inevitable <laughs> that there are some things that you have some regrets about and that's okay. Pick one of those things during this time when you have a moment to reflect, think it through, write down all the reasons that you feel the way you feel and why you did what you did and you'll probably realize that you had some good justification there even if it wasn't maybe the best thing in the world to be doing and then forgive yourself 
offer yourself some self-forgiveness during this difficult, crazy, chaotic, scary time. I think that the topic of forgiveness is really tricky when it comes to forgiving other people because there are a lot of different feelings about that. There are some people who think that you have to forgive and able to heal and move on from things and there are some people who think that there are just certain things that are unforgivable and they should never be forgiven and that you do not necessarily need to forgive in order to be able to heal. I tend to fall in the latter half of that. I think a lot of things are very unforgivable unless somebody actually feels remorse and apologizes for it. I don't see any reason why they have any right to earn my forgiveness and why it would be healing to me in any way to offer it to someone who doesn't deserve it. But people feel a lot of different ways about that, so I don't want to get into it too much. But if there is somebody from your past or somebody involved in this process or Someone who you wish would just forgive themselves so that they would stop fucking everything up for you, it's okay to wish them a little bit of self-forgiveness too. They can stop the madness whenever they want to. I feel like that tip may not make sense unless you're a survivor who was actively sabotaged by somebody during this process, but if you are in that position, which I feel like a lot of survivors may have been, then I hope it helps, and I also hope it helps to know you're not alone. Other things for self-care. Um, I know that it can be really, really hard to reach out. Um, it's really hard sometimes to let people know that you're struggling, they're having a difficult time. For me, it's even difficult to understand when I need to reach out to people. I like don't even recognize that in myself sometimes. Like when I have a thought that's in my head, like I could just reach out and ask a friend and run it by them and see what they think about the situation and kind of brainstorm some things and get it out and talk about it and I feel so much better after but sometimes I don't even realize that a thought that I'm ruminating on is something worth reaching out to someone for or I do realize that maybe it could be helpful but who am I going to trust with this information right now because after you've been betrayed by basically everyone for the past two years it's really really difficult to know who you can trust with intimate details of something that you've been through. But I would encourage you to, even if you like, start to just have a thought that is coming back in your head, call a hotline. The hotlines are still open. Um, Google them for your state. Look them up. People are working really hard to be able to continue to offer um, services and provide services to survivors during this time. So um, even though it may feel really isolating and alone, if you can't reach out to a friend, if you're not really sure if you should reach out to a friend, just try and if you don't have a friend to reach out to try reaching out to a hotline they even have um online talk lines the national um sexual assault hotline like through rain you can actually talk online to people confidentially and anonymously if that's something that you would feel more comfortable doing rather than um talking to somebody on the phone and it doesn't have to be the most major thing in the world that you're dealing with or thinking about. It can be something really small and you might realize that it's actually bigger than you thought it was and talking it through is so helpful. So don't underestimate the power of reaching out and especially if it's something that you're not even sure if it's worth reaching out about, try it anyway. See how it goes if you feel comfortable. Try journaling at first if you don't feel comfortable. Try putting it into a painting or into a song or whatever kind of creative thing that you do. Um, and just see how it goes like really just I don't know give yourself permission to take good care of yourself during this time other kinds of self-care that I feel like we all just sort of know about getting enough sleep drinking enough water eating enough food um 
if anyone knows where you can find broccoli these days <laughs> or some fresh salad, please send me a DM because um, we're pretty much out in all of our grocery stores here. It's a little, a little frustrating. I'm like, who is freezing salad? Like, that's not even going to keep, man. Like, what are, you, what are you doing? But anyway, if you're still able to going for walks far away from other people, um, being on the phone with someone while you do that. I had a really nice little FaceTime conversation with one of my friends in a different part of the country and we went for a little sunset walk together on my phone and it was really really nice um finding creative ways to be able to keep your your body and mind and soul at peace somehow <laughs> for a moment or to be able to keep yourself feeling a little bit healthy like you're still you know attaching yourself to healthy habits and things like that while all of this is going on can go a long way um, some really interesting things that people are doing to help out. Um, if you're somebody who has a little bit of extra cash laying around, there are no shortage of places that are looking for donations. Um, doing something charitable, apart from just being helpful, is something that um, is also shown to make people feel better and to improve your mood and boost your mood when you're feeling a little bit down about things. And it also gets your mind off of what you're going through and provides a little bit more of that like full life perspective. So um, if you do have time for that, there's no shortage of places looking for supplies right now. Talk to your local food pantry. Talk to your local domestic violence shelters. Um, talk to your just anywhere local and try to see if there's something that they need. Um, I know a lot of domestic violence shelters are looking for diapers, different things like that. I think we're all looking for toilet paper, so I don't know how anybody's going to help out with that. But um, look around locally and see what you can do. And if that's not something you can do right now, that's okay. Send a note to a loved one. Do something that's free but also still helpful. Doing those small charitable acts of kindness are something that you don't need to do. But um, if you do choose to do something in that way, it can be really nice. Um, one thing I did recently, I actually had time to go to the post office. So... Um, I was really quick. I was in and out of there. There was a lady spraying everything I touched right behind me the whole entire time, which I appreciated. And I was able to send my friend some um, kind of like pseudo medicine that she needed. And um, it was just nice to be able to do something for somebody else and not think about what was going on with me for two seconds. So if you're somebody who uh, does find it helpful to be distracted in that way by doing something to help others... Um, however big or however small, um, those are some options right there. Also, you don't have to do any of this. If your body is telling you, hey, I've been exhausted for the past two, three, five, six, however many years, and right now I really just feel like I need to lay in bed and sleep, then do it. <laughs> Now's your time. Lay in bed and sleep if you can. If that's something that you're able to do, rest. Get the rest that you deserve. Get the rest that you need. Get the rest that's going to help you heal and get through all the difficult times that are being thrown at you at this moment. I hate sounding preachy and I don't want to be sounding like, do this, don't do this, but these are just a list of options because um, I think sometimes it can be difficult to kind of figure out where to start, especially when you're feeling really overwhelmed about things. And um, I definitely feel that way a lot too. And it's been really helpful talking to other people and kind of figuring out like, what can I do during this time? Um, and one of the most helpful things that I found was just a list of how not doing anything and reflecting can be the best possible thing to do during a time where we're actually being afforded that opportunity 
which again feels very odd to call an opportunity during a moment of global health crisis and I certainly don't mean to minimize what's going on and how horrible the effects of um, this illness are or anything like that. But if you are the survivor who is holed up in your house, you don't have anything to do, you're self-isolating, you're socially distancing, you're not quite sure to do with how you're feeling um, and what this is going to mean for your case or for your well-being, these are just some thoughts that I wanted to share. And I wanted to share them and I wanted to make this because so many people have been so incredibly vulnerable with me about their experiences, their feelings, their stories, like incredibly intimate details about their lives. And I just think that being vulnerable about how I have felt about things, especially things I'm not particularly proud of, I hope that that is helpful in some way. And that's something that I don't mind sharing um, given that the more we can collectively tackle sexual violence together, um, the better off we're going to be if we can talk about things openly. So that's why I wanted to make this. Um, I've just been really grateful and humbled by everyone's vulnerability in talking to me about everything that they've been through, and I just want you to all know how much it means to me um, and how important it is that I think we all support one another. So... Um, I don't want to keep this going. I don't have that much more to say. I could talk forever, but I won't. Um, I'll spare you all. So anyway, um, be sure to reach out if there's something that you'd like to hear about over the next couple of weeks. I'm someone who um, I'm working on school. And other than that, I don't have a ton going on right now at this very moment in time. Um, so feel free to shoot me a message. Feel free to shoot me an email. If there's like some little topic that you would just want a little mini episode on, let me know. Um, anything I can do to help survivors still feel connected to one another and to you know help you feel valid in your feelings whatever they are during this period of time not that I'm a mental health professional by the way like I really just am speaking from experience and from tips that I've learned from you know being able to have the opportunity to go to therapy and have the opportunity to do the things I do to get me to a point where I've realized it's not recovery it's really more just maintenance so I don't go completely off the deep end <laughs> during this horrible 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 experience um, but that's why I'm here and I would love to help out. So anything you want to hear, let me know. So that's pretty much it. Um, I really sincerely hope that you all stay home, stay safe, stay healthy, help one another out in whatever way you can. Um, a couple things I wanted to mention. I know some people really find healing in music. If you happen to be a Death Cab for Cutie fan, um, They've been one of my favorite bands since forever, and Ben Gibbard, their frontman, has been doing um, Postal Service, Death Cab for Cutie, and uh, some other side projects he's been on. He's been doing uh, songs and playing a set every single day at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. Pacific Coast time, and it's been a real treat to listen to, so log on to Facebook, and you can go ahead and watch him live, um, make requests, things like that. So that's just one thing i'm sure there's a lot of other artists doing the same if you know of any i'd love to hear about it so please send that my way um just things to keep us all going when we're doing the responsible thing and staying home and taking care of one another in that way and that's you know a really big part of helping each other through this this whole thing in the first place is just doing our part by staying inside <laughs> so if you feel like you're not doing anything you're wrong staying home is doing a lot for people right now um, and helping save our physicians from having to decide whose life is worth saving and whose can't be saved because we don't have enough ventilators in our country, which I could go on about forever too, but this isn't that kind of podcast. 
So again, you can uh, contact me either from my website um, or by emailing me at survivingjusticepodcast at gmail.com. I'm here for you. I'm here to listen to you. Um, Sometimes I'm a little slow in responding just because I like to make sure I can sit down and really process and then have a meaningful response back to you. But I will get back to you. I do promise you that. Um, Other than that, please stay safe, healthy, and inside and get out for some walks and fresh air when you need to and need it in a safe and healthy way. And I really sincerely hope that you all stay well during this time and that your loved ones stay well as well. And, um... Maybe some more little mini episodes will be coming up. And if not, that last episode for this season will be coming up soon. So take care, everybody, and be well. 